Good evening. Good evening. It is that time. <laughs> it is that time the Across the Tracks podcast is back on the block after a <laughs> two months hiatus because of busy, busy, busy co-host. So we're back and we're going to uh, try to have a little fun tonight, talk about some serious topics and some nice topics and some things that's happened since the uh, two-month hiatus that we've been on. I am Steve. And I'm Wayne. Back back at it with you, my friend. Back on the block with you. Yes, sir. <laughs> and I tell you what, we're in a holiday spirit. we got the holidays going on. Uh, as before we uh, started this broadcast, we had a conversation, and you were talking about the temperature in uh, uh, Colorado Springs has been a little chilly, and I'm talking about the temperature in uh, Davenport, Florida, being a little warmer, <laughs> much warmer than it is uh, there in Colorado. However, yep. uh, the temperature is going to be getting into the 60s, and there'll, there'll be people around here bundled up like uh, they were in the last Eskimos or something when the temperature gets down to 60 degrees <laughs> for sure. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's that thing in Florida, man. Once it dips down, I mean, maybe 60 would be nice, but for them, yeah, that's a, that's a cold wave coming through. Yes, sir. Cold front. <laughs> cold front, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I guess my blood is getting thinner. Yeah, man, that might be it. <laughs> that age <laughs> creeping up on you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Authors hitting the knees, the elbows, <laughs> back, legs, you name it, but I'm still out there. Hey, that's it, man. Got to keep moving. Yes, sir. Got to yes, keep it moving. All right. We got a few topics that we're going to discuss tonight. We want to, since we uh, last broadcast, there is a huge election that took place that we want to talk about a little bit. Uh, there was a, um, a release of a celebrity slash sports idol slash sports person that we want to talk about. And then some other sports that uh, in college football that we want to talk about. And then maybe um, finish the night off with a little uh, holiday uh, conflab a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's, I'll let you start this off. We had on November the 8th, we had, um, midterm elections. Yep, yep. Want to talk about? So let's uh, talk about the overall picture and what your thoughts were, and then I'll come back with that. How's that? Yeah, that works, my friend. Well, you know, I, I was concerned there, man, because you know all the hype, all the hype surrounding November the eighth, uh, the midterms, was that you know the Republicans were just gonna take over everything. And I was a little concerned, man, with some of the races, uh, you know, in the various states, especially uh, the fact that, uh, you know, that the Republicans might just totally just take over the House, uh, which didn't happen. But this uh, tsunami of a, of, a, of a big red wave that they were predicting, it just didn't manifest itself. So I was happy about that. Um, the people who were... Uh, hyped up or whatever you want to call it by certain individuals. We're not going to call, uh, call their name, but uh, we all know who we're talking about. But <laughs> some of those folks, just they just failed to produce, man. And I, I think 
lot of folks in America were were tired of all the BS uh, surrounding a lot of these people that uh, the former uh, occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue had propped up. So uh, that tsunami never happened. Uh, the, the Republicans, yes, they did get control of the House, but by a very slim margin. And as we were talking about before we came on the air, there's a bunch of infighting amongst certain people as to who's going to be the Speaker of the House. It's not clear cut who that gonna, who's that who that is going to be. I know one person wants to be the Speaker of the House, but looks like uh, he's running up a bit, running up against some uh, some challengers now. So um, I, I was happy, man, with the way things turned out. Uh, the the big race that everybody was watching, at least I was watching, was the one in Georgia. Uh, and that one, you know, ended up being in a, having a runoff because nobody uh, got to 50 percent of the vote. And so uh, our, our man, um, you know, Reverend Warnock, uh, I think, you know, everybody was rooting for him. At least I know a lot of black folks were rooting for uh, for Reverend Warnock to, to pull that out. So. But overall, I I was pleased, man, with the way things turned out because it it just wasn't a a big red tsunami as everyone was predicting. So uh, all in all, yeah, the Republicans got control of the House, but the Democrats still have control of the Senate and they've got a 51-49 advantage. So they don't need to VP as much as they did before. And uh, so I think that's a good thing. They may be able to get some stuff done. Uh, for President Biden here before uh, these crazos take over here in January, take over the House. So we'll see. But overall, I was pleased. How about you? Yeah, I was surprised as well. Um, I was more nervous than anything else. I I didn't even watch any of the news or anything like that. I, I I just didn't want to... Um, I didn't want what people were predicting to happen, happen. Um, I just felt that if the Republicans were going to have such a big advantage in the House of Representatives, then all that craziness that they had have and will continue to have would be uncontrollable. Now, right. I have, and I've mentioned this before, I have voted for Democrats, I have voted for Republicans, and the history has said that in the past, whoever was president of the United States in the midterm year has always lost big time. And that goes back to... 1928. I mean, that we're talking Herbert Hoover was a president, and every president since then, midterm, has lost a lot of seats. However, this time, this was an anomaly. And so, under uh, President Biden, uh, the Democrats lost basically five seats. The Republicans, uh, I have a five seat advantage as of right now. I think there's still one one race that's still out there that mm-hmm. needs to be called. And so 
the uh, House of Representatives is going to be uh, challenging, especially yep. when um, oh, uh, Kevin McCarthy, who wants to be the Speaker of the House, has a whole bunch of damn renegades <laughs> that uh, in order for him to get that position, he needs to bow down to these renegades. Yep. And so by bowing down to those renegades, um, okay, we're going to make you Speaker of the House. However, you're going to do this. You're going to appoint me to this position. You're going to do this. We want to go after these people, you know, because they haven't come up with an agenda other than causing chaos. Right. You know. The first thing that uh, McCarthy said prior to the election is that once we take over the House, we're going after uh, Joe Biden's son. We're going after Hunter Biden. We're going to go get the laptop. We're going to go after uh, the Secretary of Homeland Security. We're going to impeach Joe Biden. All of that. And so I, I think that attitude was also a reason that they lost the election because yep. they didn't have any they didn't have any clear-cut message that would would resonate with the people. You know, a lot of people want, hey, let's get this government going. Let's work together. And so by just saying that we're going after these people, we're going to do this, we're going to cause all this havoc. People got turned off about it. And so uh, that was a reason. The other reason that they didn't have this big red wave was the fact that uh, the, the past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania <laughs> Avenue, a.k.a. Cheeto Jesus, uh, chose a bunch of candidates that weren't electable. You know, so therefore... People looked at these candidates side-eyed. Yep. And, and and going down to Georgia, you know, Herschel Walker was chosen by uh, Cheeto Jesus to be the primary candidate. He won the candidacy. He won the the nomination. And then, of course, uh, under Georgia's dumbass rules that you have to win by more than one percent. And, 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 you know, the state of Georgia, the legislature, to me, is doing everything they can to subliminally keep people disenfranchised. Yep. So you have to win by more than one percent. And so their thinking is, well, you know, black folks traditionally don't get out and vote on uh, midterm elections. So we're going to say if you don't win by more than 51 percent and if it's a Democrat that that's 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 running, then black folks who traditionally voted Democrat mostly, they're not going to come out and vote. So therefore, we're going to win all these runoff elections because, you know, they put a lot of burden on the Georgia population of having two elections within six weeks. Yep. You know, so you have an election in November. Well, not six weeks. It was uh, 
less than four weeks because the runoff uh, election was December the 6th. The first election was the pro- the first election was November the 8th. So they're thinking that black folks aren't going to come out and vote. And that's that was their goal. You know, they eliminated Saturday voting after uh, Thanksgiving. Yep. Then the courts came in and said, you can't do that. You know, so they brought that back. They eliminated the number of days in which you had um, voting prior to voting day. They eliminated the number of drop boxes in the black neighborhoods. So it was a it was it was a challenge for Warnock to win. But folks came out and felt that, you know, Herschel Walker wasn't the person that they wanted to represent them in the Senate. And Warnock was. I mean, he's polished. He mm-hmm. went, he campaigned all over the state, even went to red counties. And that's what you should do. You know, he's he's polished. He's 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 the type of person you want to be in that position. Mm-hmm. And Herschel Walker wasn't that guy. I mean, he was propped up. It's like somebody had a stick up had their hand up his ass and was talking for him. And he, they never allowed him to talk, you know, when Lindsey Graham came to town or, uh, you know, uh, Ted Cruz, you know, Rick Scott, you know, all these people came in and they took the stage and Herschel never was able to talk. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and people saw that. I know I'm going on and on. I'm sorry about that. Uh, People, people saw that he's just a prop. (laughs) <laughs> he's just a prop. He's not going to he's not going to be that person that represents us. So anyway, in the long run, all those candidates that was put up uh, by the previous occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, um, all these election deniers, they all lost. Yep. OK, except one, except one. Yeah. And that was J.D. Vance in Ohio. Yeah. Um, i tell you the one mm-hmm. that I was really surprised about this last thing, and that is Carrie Lake. I am so glad she lost. Yep. Because she reminds me so much of Sarah Palin. She, mm-hmm. she's, she's only there to be eye candy. Yep. And I really believe that the current occupant, the past occupant of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, if he says he's, he's announced, this is part of something that's happened between uh, the time that we were on also, he's announced his candidacy to run again, and I wouldn't doubt if she is going to be his vice presidential candidate. Yeah, I sort of think that too. Man, I'm I'm like you, man. I'm so glad her ass lost. Uh, Cause yeah, she she didn't she had no substance, man. You know, uh, like you said, she was just a pretty face um, that they had propped up there. That he had propped her up, and uh, you know now she's crying about she's gonna sue Maricopa County and all this bullshit. It's like, man, that these people must think uh, I don't know what they think. 
You lost. <laughs> That's it. The people didn't vote for you. You lost. Yeah. yeah. But I but I want to go back to uh, our, our 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 the election in Georgia. And and the Republican Party, I, I guess they haven't got this through their thick skulls yet, man, that just because you put another black man or black woman against another black candidate, you're you're we know what your intention is. Right. We know what your intention is, because in my view, whether Herschel Walker was allowed to speak, it wouldn't have made a difference, man, because this dude couldn't conjugate a verb. I mean, <laughs> it was embarrassing, man. And to me, it, it, it said something about how the Republican Party views us as black Americans in this country. Right. It, it right. says a lot about that. When, when you just take this guy I mean, who who's making such dumbass statements when he does get up to speak, and the fact that you have to send in surrogates to prop him up because you know he can't speak, then it says something about the way you feel about Black Americans in this country. Right. So uh, I, I was I felt bad for him that dude, you're being used and you don't even know it. You you well, can't figure I, out that they're using you, man. He know he knows he was being used. How could you not? Everybody I, in the country. I think he knew. truly thought. I believe. I think he th- truly thought that they wanted him in that race to occupy that Senate seat, take one down, and he was actually going to have a free voice to represent the people of Georgia. I do believe that because he is that dumb. He's that dumb. But it's like, like you say, man, after a while, Lindsey Graham's flying in. Ted Cruz is flying in. Uh, Rick Rick Scott's flying in. And all these other people from afar, they're propping him up. But you notice his buddy never said a thing, never, never said a word about him. You know, once he got him into the race, he he disappeared. He he was nowhere for Herschel, man. Well, uh, I think. That they knew that this guy was radioactive. Yep. You know, and so they would have a better chance of squeaking it out if uh, Cheeto Jesus didn't show up. So they told him, "Don't come down here because you're going to get more people out to vote against to vote against uh, Herschel." Yeah. And so he just laid low. Yeah. And it, they thought that maybe that would be enough to rope a dope. But as you were saying, you know, you're you're insulting the intelligence of black folks by saying mm-hmm. that, oh, we just get any black person right, up there. Right, and so right. their thinking is that since Herschel Walker was this great athletic star, that it would split the vote and allow him to squeak in. So he would pull enough Warnock voters away that it would give him the 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 the, the votes to win. Right, right. Because I you know, like like anything, some people will never vote for the opposite candidate. I just think that's dumb as hell. <laughs> if you if you look at Raphael Warnock and you look at Herschel Walker and almost two million people voted for Herschel Walker yep. over Raphael Warnock, that yep, just yep. tells you 
that those people don't really care about the country because they're only seeing um, I'll never vote for a Democrat or I'll never vote for a Republican. Well, to me, that is just dumb as hell. Yep. Your mind, your mind telling you that, you know, who's the best candidate. So why are you going to vote for somebody that is less than? Right. And and they interviewed people, you know, down in Georgia. It's like, you know, um, who who are you going to vote for? You're going to you, you Herschel's your guy. Yeah, Herschel's my guy. Herschel's my guy. But that Warnock guy, he's a nice guy. He's a real nice guy. He's a good he's a good candidate. But I, I'm, I'm voting for Herschel. Man, this guy's dumber than a bag of rocks. And you know that. You know that. But as you say, man, these people, what's the term you use? Political incest. Political you know, incest. They, com- they, they, they commit political incest, man. And, and right, you don't give a damn about this country if this race should have never been as close as it was. It oh, should have never went to a, a, a runoff. It should never. But we have, and I'm just going to call it as it is, man. You, you had a lot of misguided black folks who voted for Herschel Walker for some of the reasons that you mean. Oh, he's a football star. He's this or that. But the bulk of the people that voted for him were white folks down there who didn't give a damn that this guy is stupid. He's 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 and not intelligent. He's just up there to like you say, man. Yeah. You know, he will split the vote and whatnot. But you don't care about the country. If you're going to cast your vote for this guy, you don't give a rat's ass about the United States of America. Sorry. Yeah. And it, it's embarrassing. It was embarrassing, man, to watch him. You know, when when he did come on the debate, it was a joke. That debate, it was a joke, man. And it's yeah. like th- this is this is who you people are voting for. Yeah, it's embarrassing, man. So I, I think he. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I think that that debate, Warnock, kind of took it easy on him. He did. He did. You know, he didn't want to virtually say that, man. You're you're. Not intelligent. <laughs> he 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 was he was he was the nice guy, right? And, 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 I, and, and I Herschel that. Herschel just basically said, you know, he just tried to tie, you know, Joe, Warnock to Joe Biden. That's their that's their only throwback. Ninety six percent of the time, he voted with Joe Biden. Well, well you know, let's see what did Joe Biden. Do right, what has he done right, in his right, two years? Right. He's gotten the infrastructure done. He's got the Chips Act done. He's got he's done a lot of things that's helped this country. He's worked right. on the inflation. Yeah. Okay. Uh, there's I, I can't think of all of them right now, but he has had a pretty decent two years, even Absolutely. though that there's no no. Hardly any Republicans has voted for anything that he has. No, nope, he's, he's been able to get that done. Right. But they're taking credit for it. You oh, absolutely. Damn, you can damn sure bet that, that these guys didn't vote for not hardly, you know, the people who didn't vote for none of the things that he passed. They're taking credit for it when they go back and show their, their you know, their asses in their districts or whatnot. They're taking credit for it. Yeah. You know, but I think. Two years, I think Biden has done a great job, man, despite the obstacles that he's been up against uh, to get done what he has. And again, it been it has benefited the country, man. Yeah. But these people, they like you say, man, they always got to find somebody 
to hate or, or, or you know, uh, uh, what's the term? Is it the protagonist? Somebody's got to be the protagonist for them to, <laughs> yeah. to you know, to, 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 to be mad at or whatnot. And it, it's sickening, man. And I, I think a lot of people in this country are getting tired of this crap to where every time something is proposed that's good for the country, one of these fools is objecting to it just because, you know, and so um, I, I, yeah, uh, back to back to what we're talking. I'm I'm glad it ended uh, that that Warnock won because I, I it was it's like you know throw, throw throw the towel into the ring, man, because it was it was embarrassing the way this man represented himself, the way that people propped him up, and you know basically just like you say, man, they he was a puppet for these people, man. Say tell you say what we're gonna tell you to say because we don't trust that you can go out there on your own and speak. In reality, he couldn't. He couldn't. Yeah. And actually, so I, I feel sorry for him. Yeah, absolutely. Because he was being used. Yep. You yep. know, he was. Oh, I shouldn't say this. He was the step and fetch it. Yep. No, of, you, you of this era. Yep. You know, and that's sad. That's sad. Excuse me. Yep. It was very sad. But again, he went along for the ride. Uh, People tried to talk him out of not running. But his buddy uh, told him, yeah, Herschel, go ahead and run. Herschel, run. (laughs) You know, and he he embarrassed himself. Um, I think he learned. I think he finally realized when he gave that speech. That was probably the best speech he gave was when he when he gave his concession speech. Yes. That was that was the best speech he gave yeah. the entire time he'd been running. It was clear, it was coherent. And I'm like, okay, I think he's seeing the light now. Yeah. You know, that that uh, you know, maybe I truly don't belong on this in this arena, you know. Because it, it, dude, you're 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 fighting way above your weight class when you're going up against Warnock. Warnock is he 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 is polished, like you say, man. He's polished. Um, he he's he's got the total package, man. So I think he will represent the people of Georgia uh, in an awesome way for the next six years. We don't have to deal with um, another election. He's in for six years, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, it's all good. So. Um, since we're talking, before we get to the next subject, let's segue a bit and talk about your girl down in Arizona <laughs> who has left the Democratic Party. <laughs> oh, Lord, I've I got that. I've got that. Uh, man, she to me, she is spiteful as hell. <sighs> she is spiteful as hell. Because now you realize that Warnock won your power. You ain't got the power. You and your buddy Joe Manchin, you ain't got the power that you you once had. Now that thing, you know, and so you got to, you know, do a do a punk move and leave the Democratic Party and become an independent. Give me a break. You knew exactly why you did what you did. And to me, it was a punk move. It was spiteful. Uh, I I have never liked her. I don't trust her as far as I could throw her. Mm -hmm. If you can't stand the heat, get the hell out of the kitchen. Right, and right. She and she ran like hell out of the yep. kitchen because yep. all the pressure was going to be on her. Yep. And so, you know, the past two years, you know, it's Joe Manchin and Kristen Cinema. you know, mm-hmm. oh, they have all the power. Well, guess what? As you mentioned, you ain't got no power now. We don't need your ass. They don't need you now. Okay? So she saw that she's probably screwed up by mm-hmm. antagonizing a whole bunch of Democratic voters 
in the state of Arizona. Absolutely. And she probably figured that the Democrats are going to toss my ass up out of here. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go independent. You know, I still may be able to catch a few Democrats because I'm a caucus with the Democrats, you know, and I still may be able to catch a few. So if someone else runs and I, I think that they want that uh, Gallego guy, Ruben Gallego, yep, yep, Gallego yep. to possibly run for that seat. And so she wants to try to split the vote between if he runs and wins the primary, split the vote between him and a Republican. And therefore, maybe she will benefit from uh, maybe win it, possibly winning the election if their votes are split. Wow. But she but she has done nothing more but make corporations happy. That's all mm-hmm. she's in. Yep, in for. yep, yep. You know, and you, how and much you, money can I make? Right. And you can imagine what what I mean, Biden has done a lot. Like you say, in two years, he's done a lot. Can you imagine what other things he would have been able to do if these two knuckleheads had got on board with the program? But they wouldn't for whatever reason. And again, I don't trust either one of them. I don't trust her. She says she's going to caucus with the Democrats. I She's like the freaking fox guarding the hen house, man. I don't trust her. <laughs> I do not trust her. And they better they better keep an eye on her, man. Oh, yeah. They better keep an eye on her because she is sly, she's slick, and she's wicked. She, yeah, she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. Well, let's let's continue on with this. How about the fact that uh, during this last uh, few weeks, the Democratic Party is making some changes in the House? Uh, yes. Speaker yes. Nancy Pelosi has decided that she is not going to be the minority. She's stepping down. She's stepping down. She's, yeah. They're passing they're passing the torch over to a group of younger, dynamic mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Democratic leaders. Because, yep. you know, that's what's needed in, in that party. Absolutely. That, you know, you can't have, I mean, I give her credit. Pelosi the people hated her simply because she was so effective. Not yep. that she not that she had bad legislation. People hated her because she had she was so effective with her caucus, with her yep. group. Yep. You know, they always yep. want, you know, <clears throat> three, four years ago they talk about, you know, A AOC and and um, the, the lady from uh, Minnesota and these real progressive people. But she's kept those people in check. Mm-hmm. That's what a good leader does. Right. We right. want you to vote on these issues. Right. We don't want. And, and she basically said, I don't want any, a bunch of that nonsense. Right. You can have your view. <laughs> you can have your ideas. But when it comes to getting stuff done for the party, this caucus, this is how I'm going to play it. Right. And you didn't hear much from those people because she she was able to get um, get the votes that she needed and was able to uh, run their party effectively. No, I, I, I like Nancy, man. She is um, 
that lady, man, she is a powerhouse. She's a powerhouse. And, you know, the thing that that really um, pissed a lot of people off is that you ain't rattling her. <laughs> oh, no. You are not rattling her. And the fact that uh, Orange Julius couldn't, he couldn't put nothing <laughs> over on her, man, because he has an issue. He has an issue with powerful dealing with powerful women. He has an issue mm-hmm. with that. And Nancy shut him down every time he came with some BS. She shut him down. And uh, she is is effective leader. Hate to see her, you know, go from that from that role. She is going to stay around um, to support the people of, of San Francisco. But as a leader, like you say, man, she had some she didn't have the level of chaos that the Republicans had in their little caucus or all these crazos. But. Again, she let people speak their mind, as you said, but when it came time to do what's right for the party, she got those folks online, man, and that, and that's what a good leader does. You 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 get the support of the people, and uh, you show them what it means to buy in, and if you buy in, this is what the result is. We're supposed to be here working for the people of America, so this is what I, you know, we need to do to do that, and yeah. she was able to galvanize uh the factions within the Democratic Party and, and get a lot of good work done, man. So, uh, yeah, she is stepping down, still going to be there. But the the new group of uh, young leaders coming on, I, I think they're going to do a great job, man. And it was time. You, you don't want to, you know, throw the ageism thing out there. But it was time for some folks to step down. That's just the fact, man. It's time for some folks to step down. Right. Right. That's the reality. And the, the new house minority leader is going to be Hakeem Jeffries yep. uh, from New York. Okay, so uh, he's going to be there. I forget who the other um, two. Uh, yeah, I can't remember the names escape me right now, uh, but it's it's a lady and um, um, there's a Hispanic gentleman that's going to be in there. Yes, yeah. Um, but yeah, they got new leadership. And then on the other side, you got, you know, uh, McCarthy who, you know, they're going to be, they're going to be in chaos. I think, you know, he's, he's going to be a puppet. He's not going to be able to, uh, get much done because he's got some crazy folks that, that he's dealing with. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're going to have, I think, um, um, Catherine Clark is one of the new folks coming in. Okay. Catherine Clark is coming in. Hakeem Jeffrey, he's going to be the uh, taking Nancy spot. But there's a third person, and that name escapes me at the present time. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it escapes my memory. But I, he, what is his name? Uh, it'll come I can to see me. see his here. face. I just can't think yeah, of Yeah, I can see his face. I just can't think of his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so. Pete Aguilar. Yeah, that's it. Pete Aguilar. Yeah. And and uh Clyburn is yep. gonna stay around for a little bit. Uh they thought that he would probably give up his position, but uh he's gonna stay around for at least another term in his position as being um not the major the minority whip, but uh like a advisor or so on. Right, right, right. So but you got you still have Nancy in leadership, and and she has worked really well with Jeffries mm-hmm. and Clark, and um, what was the other guy's name again? 
uh, Aguilar. Aguilar, Pete Aguilar. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So she'll still be there. And, and I think that she's been a pretty good teacher on how to get things done, a, a mentor on how to get things done. And yep. on the other side, you don't have that mentorship. No, no. You know, because you had John Boehner, they they ran him his ass out on the, <laughs> um, uh, the well, guy that Eddie Munster with the with the widow's peak, uh, yep. Paul Ryan. <laughs> yep. They ran his ass. He said, "I yep. can't put up with these damn fools." But you know, you know, I think what Boehner, when Boehner's, I think the Pope opened his eyes, man. When he met with the Pope, the Pope mm-hmm. came to town. I think the Pope told him, "Look, man." You going about this the wrong way. You talk about you want to be a leader. This is what a leader does. But you're not exercising leadership right now. I think the Pope basically <laughs> opened his eyes. And after that, he said he was stepping down. Paul Ryan, he was another one, man. He was all talk. Uh, they, it's amazing. These people have words to say after they get out of office. The knucklehead was in, was in, was, wasn't, uh, who was this, wasn't, uh, Oh man, uh, what was Paul Ryan's role when Trump came into office? Was was he? He was still in there, right? He was the Speaker of the House. He didn't have a word to say against Knucklehead. No. But once he once he left, all oh, he got a lot to say. He wrote yes. a book and all that. I'm like, yeah. all these people, like you want to tell them, shut the hell up. <laughs> you, you you exercise no courage, right. no courage whatsoever. And now they all want to write books. They all want to talk about how bad it was. Where was your courage when the country needed it? Your mouth was silent. So yeah. I don't want to hear your ass now. I don't want to hear a word you got to say, you know. But, um, you know, to piggyback on your point, man, I think it's I think it's going to be good, man. It, it was. It's time for some new blood. Yeah. Time for some new blood, man. And uh, I think Hakeem Jeffries, he seems to be an effective leader. Uh, again, he knows his way around things. I think uh, he's going to extend that olive branch to work with folks from the other side, right. whether they accept it or not. There remains to be seen. Some tells me they're not going to because all they want to do is cause chaos. But we'll see. Yep. Yep. OK, well, this is this is a good hey. half an hour that we, we spent yeah. here. Wow. All, you know, it's, good. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah. So let's 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 change gears here for a second and get into change a different gears. Put it in <laughs> reverse. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the clutch? Yeah. <laughs> um, on the other end of the political spectrum, we have Vladimir Putin, and we're going to transition or segue into uh, him being able to um, allow. Um, Brittany Griner to be released this mm-hmm. past week, and so uh, let's let's start there and uh, discuss her release and all the pluses and minuses that goes along with that. I'll let you let you start. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was. I, I think it, it's great um, for uh, for Brittany to be released. Uh, I, you know, she got jammed up regardless, you know, Hey, you've been in Russia going over there for 10 years. I'm sure you know, the rules about, you know, being in possession of drugs, certain drugs that are illegal in the country. You're well aware of that. But the fact that you were, um, jammed up on a charge for something that other 
uh, people have gotten less punishment for, and you're sentenced to spend nine years in a Russian prison uh, at the prime of your uh, basketball life. Uh, it, it just didn't sit well with didn't sit well with me because I'm like, man, this is excessive that this girl's being sent to prison for nine years. Okay, maybe you pay a fine, something like that, and they let you go. But nah, she was a political pawn. Um, due to the fact that uh, the U.S. is supporting the Ukrainian effort, their war against Russia, the U.S. is is supporting that. So she was a political pawn. That's that's my view. Um, right. That that's that's what they were using her for. So the fact that she was finally released uh, this a few days ago, um, and now I, I applaud it. A lot of people don't like it. Uh, they're crying about it. A lot of them are on the on the right. They're they're saying all kind of crap. But my thing is, you know what? That was the deal that Putin offered. Either you take it or you don't get anything. So I'm not sure what people were expecting Biden to do when that was the deal presented to him. You know, so he took the deal. Uh, some people say it was a lopsided deal, uh, 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 an arms dealer, uh, you know, known worldwide of dealing arms in a trade for an individual who was convicted having three vials of hashes oil. Eh, doesn't matter. That's the deal they offered. So sometimes things aren't fair when you're doing uh, political uh, negotiations for prisoners and all this other stuff. Sometimes it's not fair when you look at it. But that's the deal that Putin presented. And uh, some people say, ah, you know, he made a fool of the U.S. or whatnot. But that was the deal that was presented. So Britney's free. I'm glad to see that. Yeah. Uh, but you've got all these idiots uh, on the other side who you didn't hear a word from these people when Trevor Reed got released back. What was it back in the summer? Trevor right. Reed got released. You didn't hear nobody saying nothing about, well, why did you leave Paul Whalen over there? Yes. He's a Marine. Why did you leave that Marine? None of these assholes had nothing to say at that time. Now Brittany gets released. Oh, here they come out of the woodwork. You left a Marine over there. You you shouldn't leave him over there, blah, blah, blah. Where were you before? Didn't hear a peep out of you. So as James Carville mentioned the other day, I don't know if you caught his uh, his uh, his talk on MSNBC, James Carville said, you know what, this got some racial undertones to it, to a lot of what these people are saying. And I believe that these people had nothing to say until now. So why are you so upset that this black gay woman got released, but you didn't have shit to say when Trevor Reed got released about Paul Whelan? So what what are we to deduct from that? <laughs> that yeah. if, uh, anybody that can count add two and two equals four, you know what it sounds like, mm-hmm. that, that you've, you, you've got. A, a racial bias uh, about this situation. So uh, I'm glad Brittany's home uh, that, uh, you know, she did not have to endure nine years in a penal colony. I'm like, golly, I can imagine just 10 months um, she's been over there. What what that's been like, man. So, yeah. uh, you know, and everybody's got their opinion on it. But overall, I'm glad she's free and back home with her family right before the holidays. In my view, it's all good, man. Yeah. Yeah, my, my take on it is twofold. I agree with what you're saying. The fact that, you know, people didn't say anything. There was such a bad deal. You know, Brittany Griner comes home and Paul Whalen's still in prison over there. 
And uh, I think Anthony Blinken, who's the uh, Secretary of State, says, mm-hmm. "Hey, we try to get them both out." Right. And and uh, Putin said, "You're gonna get one, not the other." Right. And so I think Putin basically said, "I'm gonna throw a, a small bomb into the American government because if." We let her go, then it's going to cause chaos politically in the United States because that's what Putin likes. He likes chaos. Yep. And so he knew that letting her go, the Republicans were going to have a fit, in which they are, right? As Absolutely. And so here, they can't get anything done. Because they released this black gay lady, okay? So he knew that that was going to cause chaos within the the political structure, which he likes. Mm -hmm. The other thing, going back to what you said, is that Paul Whelan became a political prisoner literally in 2018. Yep. And to my knowledge— president of the United States in 2018 was Cheeto Jesus. That's right. (laughs) And Cheeto Jesus did nothing to get Paul Whelan out. He never even mentioned the man's name. Nope. In anything because he's a punk ass and he's afraid of Putin. He's never said a a cross word about the Soviet Union or, I mean, Russia uh, and Putin, because as we've mentioned before on our previous broadcast, Putin has something on him. Yeah, I do believe it. Okay, And so he never for two years, the man sat in in prison Mm -hmm. and even the man's even his brother, I think his brother's name, David, David said, Thank you to the Biden administration for getting Brittany out. They could be bitter. His family could be bitter and say, why'd you leave my brother there? And so he basically said that was a good deal. Getting an American home is better than not getting anybody home. Yep. And he also mentioned the fact that um, Cheeto Jesus did nothing to get his brother out. Right, right. So therefore, you know, yeah. he 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 threw uh, he threw wax in in uh, the previous occupant of 16 Pennsylvania Avenues, 1600 Pennsylvania Avenues, threw it in his face. Yep. You know, I, I think he's eventually going to come home, but once again, Putin is using him as a pawn. Right. You right. know, somewhere down the line, he's going to say, "Okay, uh, you want this guy back." then stop sending weapons to Ukraine and supporting them. Mm-hmm. He's going to do something like that. And oh, I, yeah. I, th- I think that's a non-starter with the American government because we don't want Ukraine to to fail. Right, right. You know, but getting Paul Whelan out, it's going to happen. It's just going to take right. some time. Right. And it's to me, it's, it's, it's a hilarious, man, to watch these people who – are saying, you know, you know, Biden is, is weak. He he made a bad deal there. But again, as you said, Biden wasn't president four years ago. 
Right. But none of these people want to come out and say, well, you know, uh, yeah, what did what did the previous eye? He, he didn't do it. They won't utter a word against this guy, man. They will not utter a word against this guy because they're all kissing his ass. <laughs> You know, all of them. They're they're afraid to say anything about this guy, how weak he is. Like you say, he's a punk ass. They're afraid to like, I just wish one of them would step up to the mic one day and say, you know what? As as Denzel said in Malcolm X, you know, we've been hoodwinked. We were bamboozled. <laughs> you know, I wish one of them would say that. This man has deceived us. And I have seen the light. And the fact that he didn't do anything to get Mr. Whalen out. That was appalling. I wish one of them would have the courage to do that. But as we know, none of these people have a spine. They have no moral courage to step up and say anything against this guy, knowing damn good and well he don't give a rat's ass about nobody but himself. Yeah, they could have shut him down a long time ago. A long time ago. But, you know, they, they turned him into the monster. And That's the monster right. And went and attacked the village. And the villagers right. don't don't have any pitchforks or right. uh, uh, or uh, torches to defend themselves. Yeah, they gave him. They gave the monster the power, and now they're too afraid to take right. it back. And all of them, man, in various ways, they're trying to distance themselves from a man. And it's like, <laughs> you guys are comical, man. You, 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 you're the one who propped this guy up as your savior. You know, you're rolling in a big statue of this clown at the, at the CPAC convention <laughs> like he's your savior and whatnot. But now when your eyes have been opened to how bad this guy really is, now you're trying to distance yourself. But I think the American people, their memory they have a good memory, man. They know all you people are, are cowards, you're punk asses, bitches, whatever you want. What's the term? Anything that shows no courage to stand up for what you knew to be right and you didn't do it. Speaking of which, <laughs> and I have to segue again, your former governor in Indiana. Oh, man. <laughs> man, <laughs> I was I, – this guy, he, he – he done wrote a book too, right? Yeah, oh yeah. So absolutely. help me God. <laughs> so yeah. help me God. Yeah. And it's like, here you were for four years. You endorsed this madness. Every day you stood beside this guy and endorsed this madness. And now, again, he's one of these people, you know, that's got something to say. Now, where again, you showed no courage. You talk about your Christian values all the time. Man, you ain't no Christian. I'm sorry. You're no Christian, man. If you're going to endorse lies and deceit and all kind of other stuff for four years, don't say crap to me about your Christian values. <laughs> yeah, I know that guy. He's he's a mess. Uh, I mean, he knew what he was getting into. Absolutely. When he signed on, you know, th that's the old saying that, you know, back in the uh, civil rights movement as things were going on is that a rattlesnake doesn't kill himself. Right. You no. Know? So his idea that he could get in there and change uh, Cheeto Jesus and make him come to God, that wasn't happening. Rattlesnakes don't commit suicide. Okay. So, you know, his thoughts, this is me thinking what he was thinking is that, Oh, someday I'm going to be president and this mm -hmm. is my way of getting there. And, and he went along with everything that this man has done. 
yep. everything. And his Christian values, he should have he should have jumped ship within the he should have jumped ship before they started the damn engine up. Yep. You know, and so he went along with it. You know, even when they called for him to be hanged at January the sixth. Right. You know, <laughs> here here's your buddy, your goomba, your partner. You know, he's telling people to go hang your ass. Right. Right. And then you come back and says, well, well, he, he didn't really mean the, he, that was going to happen. Well, yeah, he did. And, yep. and if, if those proud, those blessed, those courageous uh, officer, Capitol Police and D.C. Metro Police hadn't been there, his ass would have been hung. That's right. You know, and then he and mother, they would have gotten her, too. Mm hmm. You know, yeah, so, yeah, that, that's that's yeah, that that I mean, just like, oh, my God, man, you you you're pathetic, man. If you you just still sucking this man's balls or whatever, man, <laughs> the dude, what the dude sent people to hang you, man, <laughs> and you still can't find it in your you can't find the more fiber to talk about this guy in real time when it was going on. No, you come out months after like, you know, yeah, man, he was, he shouldn't have said the things he said. Nobody wants to hear you now, man. Go sit the hell down and shut up. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you, you're, you're no, you're no, you're, you're no leader. I'm sorry. There is, there is something about a cult leader that endures people to make bad judgment. Mm-hmm. And all these people that said they would never vote for a Democrat or never vote for a Republican or whatever, Trump wasn't a Republican until he decided to run. Right, right. He was never, he was a Democrat in Republican clothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> you, know, you know, seriously. Yeah. And they who could have shut him down, refused to shut him down, you know, and it's their fault. Once again, Frankenstein got released and Frankenstein's running over people and Mm. they don't know how to deal with it. But, you know, I'll never vote for a Democrat. Well, you did. He just said he was a Republican. Right. Right. And, and, and Pence, you know, the, the Jesus believer, I don't think Trump has seen the inside of a church for decades. <laughs> nope. You think he gets down on his knees and pray every night? No. Oh, he, no. He, th- th- this is the guy who said, what do I need to ask God to forgive me for? Yeah. I mean, th- this this is the guy who said that. This is the guy who said, you know, people who served in the military, they're suckers and losers and whatnot. And you're standing up there endorsing this guy. But you love the troops. You love vets. Man, you're a, you're you're a, you're an embarrassment. You are an embarrassment as as a so-called leader of this country, man. And that, that's to me, man. They need to shut this down. The, the the Congress only has a few months. If they're gonna convict this knucklehead, they, they got yeah. They only got a few weeks to go. If they don't convict this man of something, because they got enough evidence to convict him now for these classified documents. If he walks away from this, 
I'm not sure what our justice system is for, because it truly says that there are certain people in this country that are above the law. If you don't have the prestige, the money, or you're not in a position of power, guess what? All you little people down here at the bottom of the of the food chain, you might as well bend over and grab your ankles because we bringing it to you, <laughs> you, you, you know, but that that's what that's going to say. If this guy walks and something tells me he is going to walk because Merrick Garland is dragging his feet. Dude, you got enough evidence to convict this guy now on the classified documents alone. Yeah. And, and that that's that's appalling to me because. There was a young lady. She gave away one document and got five years in prison. She got five years in prison. Yeah. This dude has 300 somewhere, whatever boxes of documents. Unsecured, and they're still finding more. And they're still finding stuff. And it's like, and this guy's still walking around, not a care in the world, where you and I would be under the jail right now. Any, under the jail. Else? Yeah, and anybody else. But what I don't know what it is, man, why this guy continues to escape justice that is he knows is due him. Yeah. I, well, I don't get it. The only caveat could be that Georgia and New York, uh, Arizona, they may be able to do it. But, you know. Clock's ticking. That, that, that <laughs> does. Well, there's no ticking with the state government. The right, state the state government, right, right. But with the um, federal government, you know, um, that that time is, is running down. That's right. And so um, I can't think of the term now. After five years, um, statute of limitations. Statute of limitations is coming up. So, you know, they may not be able to do anything to it. And, and, and that would be a shame. Because, it is. It's, you know, it's yeah. That's letting Al Capone, you know, the, the mastermind of the St. Valentine's Day massacre, get away with it again. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's 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 sad, man, that uh, and, and and this fool is going to run for president again. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> yeah. I mean, give me. A, and, and the, you know, the people who are to blame for this are these idiots in the Republican Party. If you did your job. And convicted this guy when he when you impeached him. If you had convicted him, he wouldn't be able to run now. But you didn't do your job. You you sucked on this guy's balls again, and 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 let him slide. So here he is again. And it's like enough is enough, man. When are these people going to grow a backbone and get some courage? Well, I don't know if they will. It's too late. It's now. too late. Yeah, it's too late now. Because the genie, the, yeah, the, the genie's out of the bottle. The genie's out of the bottle. The criminals are out of the bottle. The mm-hmm. the uh, inmates are going to be running the asylum on the uh, house side. Yep. Okay. When you get your your girl from Colorado, Lauren oh, Orbit, she's another one I can't she's, stand. She's, and and Marjorie Taylor Greene and Jim Jordan and mm-hmm. all those people that's going to suck up to uh, McCarthy to give him that position. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're going to say, Hey, we we want you to do this for us now. We we that's made right. you speaker. That's right. His only thing is that I want to be speaker of the house. I don't care how I do it. I won't be Speaker of the House. I want my name in the record book. He's a punk. He is. He's he a is. punk. He is, he's, not, man. he's gonna be a candy ass leader. Mm-hmm. You know, I know this is something that I know for sure. Trying to please everybody is a sure sign of failure. Yep. And that's what he's gonna try to do and be in 
the uh, leadership of mm-hmm. the uh, House of Representatives starting in January. Yep, you're absolutely right. You know, and then Steve Scalise and then uh, uh, Stefanik, uh, they they are ambitious enough to say that they want to be speakers. And because Stefanik, I can't think of her name right now. Yeah, that's, that's her name, Stefanik. That's it. Stefanik. Yeah. They ran Liz Cheney out of the loop, mm-hmm. and then she stepped into that position right there. Yep. Yeah. You know, so yeah. she was a person that was moderate. She mm-hmm. was moderate. She yeah. she voted for a Democratic and Republican thing. She was right in the middle. And then yeah. suddenly, you know, she got some of that joy juice. Yep. She drank the Kool-Aid that drank uh, the Kool-Aid that, uh, <laughs> that they were serving. And then suddenly she went off the rails. Yep. OK, so now yep. the, the process of being. A leadership in the Republican Party is how fucking crazy can you be? How That's it. can you how many stupid statements you can make? Because people, for some reason, people like that. Mm-hmm. They like they yep. they want our leaders to be outrageous. They want mm-hmm. us to be stupid. They want us them to be stupid. And yep. that's what we're getting. Yep. We're getting dumb people. That's who we're getting. That's you what know. we're getting. So it's going to be interesting come January. <laughs> it is going to be interesting, man, because we're going to be in for a rough uh, next two years, man. I'm not sure what Biden's going to be able to get done yeah. uh, with, with these crazos at the helm of you the never, House. You never know. You never know. True. You never know. Because he surprised everybody in the beginning. I mean, he's an old school. Yep. He was in the Senate when senators and congressmen could have different viewpoints but mm-hmm. at the end of the day they could go someplace and have dinner right. hang out you know and uh, have a drink together go smoke a cigar or go play shuffleboard or something like right. that back in the back <laughs> right. in the 80s right. it wasn't until 94 when Newt Gingrich came along that all that changed yep because he said in order to be a, a part of this caucus you have to hate the democrats and so mm-hmm. all that changed but but Biden still has that sense of what it was like back in those days, I think. And he can talk to people right. and maybe get some things done. Right. You know, at right. least that's what I'm hoping anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 where we can put the hope that and that's uh, what we have to go back to. You know? Right. Yeah. We, we can disagree. Right. We have to do what's best for the country, not what's best for our particular party. We gotta mm-hmm. do what's best for our country. Yep, yep. So. These people, all these crazy ass people, they ought to pick up a copy of Profiles in Courage, yeah. and 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 that should be mandatory reading for some of these idiots because th- this is this is what what it takes, man, to lead the country. And I'm not sure what what I'm I'm not sure who raised these people, man. <laughs> what family values did you get that make you so damn crazy now and say all this crazy crap all the time? And and just want to see the country fail, you know. I, I don't get it, man. I think that the idea of family values has changed so much because right now, how often do families sit down and eat together? I mean, kids grow up with phones. Then this, you know, these people are the phone generation. Yeah. You no know, texting and all that. That's all since they've been in in uh, Congress. So, you know, like everything else, that people don't have to communicate. 
with people nope. anymore. All they had to do was text or tweet or something like that. So, you know, the idea of family values is, has changed. Yeah. You know, that's only passed down uh, by a, a few people, I think. I think a lot of people still do it. I take that back. But it's just not as prevalent as it used to be. Right. So, anyway. Yeah. All right. All right. Good spirited discussion. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we need to put this one out there, man. Oh, yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, where we we want to continue on, or we want to talk about the last couple. Of uh, yeah, we we we've been in almost an hour, so we we went. Yeah, we, we have one oh four right now, yeah. so we're we're still good. Yeah. So, um, yeah. What's what's on your mind, man? What's what you? Got? Uh, football. Football. And, uh, okay. Decisions made uh, by the uh, past head football coach of Jackson State University. Yeah. And that is Dion Sanders chose to leave Jackson State and go to Boulder and become a buff head coach. Yep. Colorado, Colorado University's new head coach is primetime Dion Sanders. <laughs> okay, now, the question I have for you, mm-hmm. why did he do that? Well... <laughs> There, I think there are two factors here. One, I think um, he wanted to be a a what's the conference? What are they? A Power Five, yeah. uh, Power Five coach. I think I think that's what he wanted to be at some point uh, in his coaching career, and the opportunity presented itself. And I think too, probably you know, money money had a lot to do with it too. I think was a factor. I mean, you're getting paid a lot more to come coach at a Pac-12 school uh, than you were getting to Jackson State. I think I saw his salary was like three hundred thousand some dollars, and he was using his salary to do things for the athletic program and whatnot. So, uh, money, money's good. Uh, now money's not a bad thing, but I think uh, leaving Jackson State and going to uh, Colorado gave him that opportunity to pursue that next level of coaching that I think he he wanted, man. So he he got he fulfilled his dream, you know that uh, hey I'm a coach in the in a Power Five uh, conference, and uh, you know folks here are excited. I think there's a there's two sides of that coin, too, because he is a flamboyant personality. And I'm not sure the laid back atmosphere of Boulder and the fact that uh, the, the majority of both people who live in Boulder um, are non melanated. <laughs> so um, <laughs> they 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 may have uh, they may have a different view of uh, of Dion when when he you know gets into his uh gets into his his coaching and the way he does things some of the things he says that may uh that may rub um people the wrong way some people the wrong way in boulder and you know it is what it is because it's it's a majority um you know white city and he is a flamboyant 
black man. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. He's already ruffled some feathers with his uh, his speech he gave the first day he arrived. So uh, sign of things to come. But those are my views, man. The two things uh, wanting to climb that ladder into the next realm of coaching. And like I said, money's money's not a bad thing. So, yeah, I think money, I think money had to do had to deal with a bunch of it, but not so much salary. He has brought a lot of prestige and brought a lot of eyes and revenue to Jackson State University. Yep, yep, I agree. And rumor is, has it, that the leadership of the university has taken all that revenue that the football program has uh, received and has put it in its general fund as opposed to putting it back into the football program. Hmm. So you think of the millions of dollars that Jackson State has earned with the TV revenue and mm-hmm. going undefeated and having great seasons and so on, brought more people back to the university. You know, the stands are full. You know, they got the one of the top bands in the country. Yep. And um, the money wasn't going to back to the program. And rumor is he got ticked off about that and said, hey, put the money back in a program. And even you mentioned he's using his using his own money mm-hmm. to put stuff in the program. Right. Well, like everything, the football programs of these major universities and so on, they bring in a lot of revenue. And if you're not getting that revenue, how can you help your kids out if they're if they're practicing with inferior equipment and the fields that they practice on is inferior and you don't put that money back into your facilities. Dion said, Hey, I'm out. Right. I'm out of here. You know, Colorado came sniffing. I'm going to look, I'm going to look at them. Other schools probably came, uh, approached him as well. And he goes, let's kick it up to the next level. Uh, since you're not supporting my kids and it's going to be hard for me to, help these kids out and therefore I'm, I'm going someplace else. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I, I think his coaching style to me is basically talking to these young men like they're men. Right. You know, it's old school. It's, it's old school. You it's, know? Old school. It's, it's old school. <laughs> you know, and, and that's how, that's how he's going to, that's how he's going to coach a lot of coaches coach how they've coached and and they develop their own things mm-hmm. but a lot of the influences in coaching is how they coached right how they were coached. how they were coached right how they were coached you know some of that changes you know um you know me as being a a, a head coach i had to coach track and field differently than i had to coach football now, I coach the same players, the same athletes, because football and track and field was a lot different. But in track and field, I mean, you know, 
I never really got in people's faces, kids' <laughs> faces and so on, yeah. you know, but the approach was totally different. You know, you, you just can't coach the same way. That's how I had to change. I couldn't be the same football coach as a track coach. Right, right. You know, maybe one-tenth of the time the football coach came out of me while coaching track. Right. You know, because track is more of an individual sport than football is a team sport, you know. So things had to work out different. I think Dion, you know, the way that he coaches, you know, he's he's going to be tough on the kids. Okay. And it appears to me that Colorado, University of Colorado, needs some toughness because they nope. show ain't winning no damn game. <laughs> nope. <laughs> you know? Nope. Um, you know, they, they need a little toughness. And, you know, we'll see what happens. Yep. This is yep. going to be a big change for Boulder. It's going to be a big change for the program. It's going to be a huge change for uh, Dion. Mm-hmm. You know, now, but the other thing is how many kids are you going to bring with him? Right, right. Now, his That's, son, Shador, is he a senior or a junior? I think he's a junior. Yeah, I think he's a junior, yeah. So is he going to go? He go. You know, they open that that transfer portal. And is he going to bring he gonna bring those kids with him to Colorado? Well, he mentioned he was bringing his son that uh, he was going to be the starting quarterback, which I didn't agree with that. Yeah. Uh, I think, you know, hey, you, you, you start now fresh. You have competition, man, to see who's going to get the get the starting job for certain positions. But to just tell people, oh, he's going to be the starting quarterback. To me, I, I didn't agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So you know, well, he's but yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. Not not to say he doesn't have talent, but you well, know, just to just to like you know, just as good. Right. So you know, hey, have competition. You never know. You know. Right. Right. But, and, and, and you know, he may get hurt, and the other right, guy right. come in. You know. So as far as he's concerned. My son's gonna be a starter. He knows right. my he knows my program. Right. I'm bringing my coaches with me, you know, and so on. So that's gonna be a big adjustment for Colorado University. Yep. Oh, it's you gonna know, be huge. They, it's gonna you know, be he's, huge. He's gonna be what's the old term? The uh, HNIC. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> with all those people out there. In the, yeah. Podcast land, you have to look that one up. You have to look that one up because we ain't giving it to you here. <laughs> and, and they may not, they may not like that. Uh, that's what I said, man. It, 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 it's a lot of non-melanated folks in Boulder, and uh, they they may not roll with that. So a lot of non-melanated folks in Fort Collins too. Right. Yeah. So it, it, it's it's going to be interesting, man, to to see how this works. Yeah. But I wish him well, you know, now that he's, uh, you know, it, it's it's a it was a big loss for uh, for Jackson State, the HBCU community, I think, because, you know, a lot of these schools, man, you don't have someone of that magnitude walking through your door saying, you know, hey, I, I, I'd like to help this program and coach and do whatever. To, you don't have a lot of high profile folks like that. So it was a loss for Jackson State and uh, HBCUs overall. But. As uh, my wife and I were talking the other day, man, at some point we as black folks got to say, you know what, uh, this guy moved on. Somebody else has got to step up and take the reins and, and be the leader. So I'm sure he left a great program in place 
that somebody can come in, pick that up, and keep that program growing. So we'll I see. I think I'm not sure, but I think they named one of his assistants as the head coach. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I can't think of his name right now, but I think they named one of his assistants uh, as the new head coach. Okay, that's I good. Trusting him, I, I read that today somewhere. Right. That at least keeps some continuity for the program. So that that's great. Yeah. Right. That is great. All right. Well, I tell you what, man. Let's. Uh, <laughs> we've been on this th- at this thing for a minute, and yeah. We'll we'll continue on another day next weekend. Well, next weekend I'll be on the road. On the road, so we we we're back to we might have a two week hiatus okay. <laughs> because I'll be on the road next week and then the following Sunday's Christmas Day. Yeah, Christmas Day and then Christmas this year falls on uh, Sunday. Sunday. So. Um, yeah, we'll uh, be on the road uh, this Sunday. Christmas Day is next Sunday. We'll be back. So uh, we could possibly, you know, look at doing an episode uh, maybe that Friday or something or just wait till after the new year and kick it off uh, in the new year. You know, Either way. We, we can we can sort that out. But uh, as they say, it's been interesting tonight. Yeah, it's been good, man. <laughs> We've been we we've uh, been on hiatus and it's, uh, we had just a few topics, but they were uh, topics that are you know germane right. to what's going on in our lives and what's right, going on right. in people's lives out there. Right. So, right. so yeah. let's uh, you know we we have a few minutes. Let let's let's wrap it up with with some fun and then we'll 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 get out of here. But uh, it is the season. It is this Christmas season, uh, you know, and a lot of a lot of Christmas movies going on, parties going on, whatnot. Uh, what, what's one of your favorite uh, holiday movies, man, that you just like? I got to watch it. Every year. <laughs> what, what is one of those movies that gets it for you? Uh, there's two. <laughs> All right. OK. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. OK. It's a, that's a standard and a Christmas story. The uh, the one with the, the that that they run twenty four hours on TNT. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Christmas Story, you know the okay. Red Ryder BB gun. The BB gun. Yeah, I watch, okay. watch those two are standard for me. Okay. Every Christmas, I if it comes on, I'm watching those okay. two right there. Okay. Okay. How about you? I I it's a wonderful life. Is 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 that for me? And then the other one is this Christmas. Okay. This Christmas with uh, uh, Chris Brown, Idris Elba, uh, that that with you know that one. Uh, I always watch that one. And then um, I've got I've got one man from back in the day. You might remember this movie, <laughs> and I have a copy and I watch it too. But those are my main two. But I slipped this one in because it takes me back to those days growing up on my side of the tracks in the bottom, right? <laughs> there was a movie that Hallmark Hall of Fame came out with. It was back in the 70s, and it was called JT. Do you remember that movie? JT? <laughs> JT. It starred a young Kevin Hooks. And and the gist of the movie was he and his, uh, his mom and uh, his grandmother lived in the projects. I think they were in Chicago. And the grandmother... And this this is this is the this is the key key thing in the movie. She asked him, "What do you want for Christmas, child?" And his reply was, "I want this here cat I found." 
<laughs> and he had found this stray cat and he built a, a home for this stray cat up on the roof of the projects. He built a little house for this cat. And he took care of this cat, fed the cat. He was charging up tuna fish on his mom's bill at the store. And she was, <laughs> I mean, it's a classic. It's black and white. Came out in the 70s. We were probably we were probably in junior high then, man, when this movie came out. And it's a classic, man. If you go out on the internet, check it out. <laughs> I got a copy of several years ago. It's called JT. 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 Yeah. And, hey, and I, here's one before we go. <laughs> you know, as many times as I've watched It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. <laughs> small things that go, damn, I didn't know that. You know the angel that came down, right? Right. Uh, Horace? Was it Horace? Clarence. Clarence, that's right, Clarence. Clarence. <laughs> I found out his last name. What is it? Oddbody. Clarence Oddbody. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what's weird about it. Earlier that day, I watched Goldfinger. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm looking at Odd Job in the afternoon <laughs> and Clarence Oddbody at night. Wow. So the angel's name is Clarence Odd Oddbody. Huh. <laughs> Interesting. I, I never, never thought about that. Wow. It, just as many times I've seen it, I knew his name was Clarence. I yeah. never knew his last name was Oddbody. Yeah. Clarence. Yeah, Clarence finally got his wings at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh Holiday movies. So one more before we adjourn. All Since right. we're talking movies, is there one holiday song that's your go-to? Oh. <laughs> Gotta be Temptations. Silent Night, yeah. Silent Night. Silent yeah. Night. For me, it's Donny Hathaway this Christmas, man. Yeah. That that's 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 my song, man. <laughs> Patty LaBelle's Christmas album, I really like it too. Yeah, it's 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 quite good. Yeah. Uh, the believe it or not, um, who has the Luther's Luther's Christmas album is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Luther's Christmas album is good. Speaking of Christmas songs, you know Mar- Mariah Carey has made it back to the top. Yep, she's back <laughs> on top again. <laughs> thirty five years after she came out with it, it's made yeah, it thirty five years, man. <laughs> but that 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 album it, it will stand the test of time. Yeah. It, it is going to stand the test of time because every track on that album is superb. It's yeah. superb. I was, uh, and, and the last thing, we'll close it out. I was listening to Sirius XM the other day, Holiday Soul. We were driving back from somewhere and, you know, they, you know, the usual stuff. Well, out of the blue, I've never heard them play this song they played Curtis Blow Christmas rapping. Oh, is that right? <laughs> Never have I heard them play. They played the long version. The long version of it. Huh? The long version. We were driving home. Oh, man. We were like, man, we used to jam on this song. <laughs> But they, <laughs> they played the long version, but I had never heard them play that song. They'll play Christmas in Hollis, Queens, but run DMC, but they never played Curtis Blow. All the times I've listened to them, but they did the night so (laughs) all right must wrap it all right all right well this has been fun it was a little long but that's all right we we do what we do that's right you know two small town uh guys from elizabeth town kentucky yep 
And uh, from across the tracks, I'm yep, from yep. the Mile Street side. And I's from the bottom. From the bottom. <laughs> cross Railroad Road. Yep, cross Railroad Avenue there. That's the Avenue. tracks. That's right. Yep, Railroad right. Avenue. Yep. You know, so, yeah, with that, uh, we're hoping everybody have a uh, joyous holiday. Uh, we may or may not be with you around Christmas time, but we'll see. And um, whatever you do, be safe out there. Uh, that COVID thing is is kind of coming back. Make sure you protect yourself. Mm-hmm. And uh, we uh, hope to see you. Hope to see you soon. Absolutely. And uh, I'd like to echo your sentiments. Happy holidays to everyone. To our Jewish brothers and sisters. Happy Hanukkah. And uh, happy Kwanzaa, if you celebrate Kwanzaa. So, again, be safe, and uh, we hope to uh, catch you uh, in the new year. Here we go. Chiliamo dopo. We're out. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of those of the individuals and do not reflect on the official policies or positions of any government or corporation.